Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Jerry Beerman. How's competency hitting you this week? This like a freezing rock. morning. <laughs> Do tell. I was, as I consider competency, I think about it almost has this, this uh, older type of seasoned feeling, kind of like the idea of wisdom. Like it's not something you just are. It's something that I feel like you become. And it, it seems like it's a, a convergence of of kind of natural giftings or talents, and then and then knowledge around those and experience around those. So it feels That's like good. it's something that kind of builds over time, and, and that you you gain and grow into and, and uh, become. That's good. So what what are some areas that you have, uh, as you reflect on? Um, competency, what are some areas that you've become competent that you uh, recognize? I feel like the things that I've, I do regularly, I've become competent at. So um, simple, simple things like knowing a program. So for example, I do a lot of my drawings and SketchUp. So I've just become competent, efficient at using that program and, and outputting drawings yeah. just because of my experience in, in that in that sphere. So. Do you find yourself um, still growing in that competency? Oh, yeah. I don't think you ever stop growing. I think competency is a fluid word, um, but there is kind of a maybe a a, a, a time where, you, you know, you do become competent, but there's always, always something that you can grow in. And even and even grow out of sure. So, if I, for example, my dad started out as a carpenter, and he could do any carpentry task he threw at him. Well, now, being out of it for 20, 25 years, he he doesn't feel competent in that task anymore. Yeah. Yeah, you can achieve mastery, which it sounds like you have. And by knowing you, I know you've achieved mastery in in certain areas. And that yet, if you don't, you know, it's, you know, like a muscle, if you don't use it, it'll atrophy. And you can you can develop competencies, which I agree with, and then um, and develop mastery as a result of your competency. And then you can certainly um, lose that as well. What right. a, one of the one of the thoughts that I had yesterday around competency is what's the corresponding blind spot to it? So like. Think of it, but in that, and then what's the corresponding blind spot that's associated with that? I I know I haven't given you any time to think about this, but is there anything that comes to mind? Um, yeah, I, I feel like in that vein, I feel like anything that you are really good at, for example, the Enneagram, which is a kind of a, a personality character test. It talks about here's here are your strengths, here's what your your proclivities are, you're naturally good at, where you're gonna excel. It yeah. also says, well, because of those strengths, at your worst, or when you're not performing out of those, here's where you are. And so it's a really interesting dichotomy of sometimes your greatest strengths are your greatest weaknesses. So mm-hmm. um, for me, I'm I'm pretty, I am fairly. 
resolved and I would say um, hungry to achieve and to do and to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And if I see something that needs to be done or I see something that I feel like needs to happen, mm-hmm. um, even though others around me might not see it, I, I feel like I can kind of bulldoze it through mm-hmm. without trying to gain influence and uh, kind of buy-in from those around me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think it's it's a competency to, to get stuff done and to, and to do and to make stuff happen, but you have to yeah. be aware of the circumstances for what's that, where that's taking place. One of the appealing uh, characteristics of leaders in the trades that, um, that you and I see is their, their, their interest in continuing to learn and grow. So the, the guys that are the guys and gals that are most um, enjoyable to be around are not, not got it people, but people that are trying to get it right. They're, they're trying to understand more. So from a leadership standpoint, what are some, what are a couple uh, competencies that you think, if you, if you think of you, you could either answer this as it relates to you personally, or um, as it relates to me, or as it relates to your peers, what are some areas of competency that you think would behoove them to, or behoove us to get better at? Oh, man. I feel like, for me, emotional intelligence. Okay. So kind of playing off of what I previously said, of being aware of those around me, how they're perceiving my actions, and the, and the circumstances, circumstances that we might both be in. And... Um, we can just be coming at it from very, very different perspectives and understanding. So uh, I think for me, it's I can improve in slowing down, seeking first to understand, yeah. and then to be understood by others. Well, tough, yes. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. So that that's an again, that's a that's a. Oh, I forget the word you just used, but it's a, it's moving. It's, it's fluid is the word you used. It, that's a fluid, um, skill, awareness, uh, self-awareness and other awareness, which is, yeah. which is tied to that, um, tied to that competency. Yeah. Hmm, that's really good. Yeah, that's if really you're not good. self-aware, there's no way for you to know kind of the other side of your, those blind spots. And I think that's where other other leaders, other people, spouses, can really help in uh, illuminating those. Mm-hmm. The uh, you know a, a younger person in the trades, um, or an older person in the trades. What do you think are some of the things that hinder them from either being aware of? areas of competency that they should, could improve in, or actually taking action steps? I feel like ego can sometimes get in the way of understanding uh, blind spots and where areas that you could grow in. So if you just think you're good at something, you're just going to live out of that that thought and that feeling and, and 
not feel like you need to put in additional effort or, or consult from other people how you mm-hmm. can grow in that area. That's good. Nate, who you met at the last luncheon, um, Nate Salee, said something to the effect Monday of um, servanthood. Like he, he was talking about competency, whether it's working in a ministry or working in a, a for-profit business like we do. Um, the leaders growing in their comp, excuse me, their competency of servanthood. And I, I, you know, it's so easy. The, the, the word servanthood is, it comes off my lips so easy, but if you look at my actions, you would say that maybe I don't understand servanthood a lot of time, that it's a, it's a competency um, that I, that I need to get better at. Um, it's a very heavy, if you think about serving those in your charge, whether they're on your payroll or subs um, or your clients, that the competency of servanthood. Well, maybe I should ask, do you think that's even a competency? Do you think, do you think servanthood is a competency? I would say, uh, I would, uh, yeah. If I go back to my original thought of, competency is, is kind of a gift or talent that's developed over time with experience. Um, and I feel like if someone kind of gifted in servanthood and then they, they live that out, then yes. If, if, if that's completely not in your kind of realm of, of personhood and character, then I think it's really difficult to be competent in anything you're not naturally good at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so you'd mentioned. Go ahead. So yeah. So servanthood is, and it's, and that's a, and that's a tough one because it's not equally met. It's not easily measured. So, um, but I, I do feel like as, as a leader of any organization or people, um, that to me is, is a sign that you, you really care and you understand and you're willing to do whatever. For the, mm-hmm. for the good, for the better of, of those people in your charge. Mm-hmm. Well, in thinking about um, what you said a few minutes ago about ego, um, and I, I guess it could be ego tied to arrogance, or it could be ego tied to fear, right? So if I'm, yeah. if I'm, in, if I'm incompetent, which I am, my God, I'm incompetent in many, many areas, um, my ego, as it relates to being either, you know, afraid of, of showing a weakness um, or vulnerability. And, you know, what's, what's interesting is that I know I've been around long enough that I know how to answer the questions, meaning, you know, that when, you, when you're willing to be transparent and expose yourself, that gives you strength. Like, that's the right answer. That you and you and I know that's the correct answer. Would you agree? Yeah. So then, the problem for me is that I know the answer, um, but to have the courage. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, for me to have the courage to actually step out there. So it's a lot easier for me to tell you to recommend to you, hey Rick, you should face your fear 
of your shortcoming and step out and expose yourself, right? Yeah. But when the t- when the table's turned and you say, well, Jerry, how about you doing that? It's like, yeah, gosh, that's, that's difficult. So yeah. it is interesting on this, on this journey of discovery, um, you know, the self-awareness piece is so, is so important. I, I think I told you a couple of months ago, I went to a conference and for some reason, which was really awesome, they had a, uh, a former FBI lady that is a body language expert. And um, it was really interesting the way that, you know, she, she could pick up on clues on what people were thinking just by movement and facial, you know, gestures and you know just their body language yeah it's really interesting competency that she developed um that and and trains other people to do that so that's a that's a really interesting competency that might be able to give you some clues on uh what people say versus what they mean which I think that's one of the competencies that you and I experience on the residential side frequently is that when you have a new client, um, you know, the competency to kind of listen through the noise yeah. and, and try to hear what they're really saying. Well, and yes, I think that's, that is a tremendous skill to have, um, not only with clients, but also with, with, uh, employees because, a lot of times what people say and what they really feel or mean are, are can be polar opposites. Mm-hmm. And so you really got to, you got to be smart. I feel like to, to, to be able to decipher that. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Yesterday, uh, without getting into great details of the, the specifics of the story, Andrew Glasgow, who, you know, he's multi-generation, their company's been incredibly successful, but he was sharing um, an experience recently with a client where he walked in and did his regular, right? You've got your regular presentation and she responded and reacted in a very mm, strange, unique way. Um, like a drastic, strange, unique way. So much so that, uh, Andrew excused himself from the conversation and drafted up a very, detailed letter and had multiple people proofread it to make sure that, you know, he was, you know, as clear as he could be, et cetera, et cetera. So he handled it like a pro in my opinion. Um, But it's one of those things where sometimes, you know, as Andrew did what I think that is really wise, he did a lot of self-reflection and tried to think of, you know, was there something that I did? Was there something that I said? And I, I think that's very healthy. At the end of the day, who knows what's going on in that other person's life? You know, that they, yeah. they, may, they may respond or react some way that um, just because you're a pro and, and you're self-aware and you're being empathetic doesn't mean, doesn't guarantee that people are going to respond and react to you in a um, in a, in a reciprocal way. So, and, and I think, you know, for us, it's, you know, we get, we get more opportunities every time the phone rings and you get another email. Oh yeah. Um, 
There's plenty of opportunity out there. Yeah, yeah, there is. There, there's, there's tons of opportunities for growth and development. What else, from a competency standpoint, what else, um, what else resonates with you on the topic of competency that is uh, interesting to you to explore? I recently heard regarding the idea of, of hiring and, and getting the right people on your team and on the bus is that you really need to understand someone, a potential hire's character and competence. Because mm. over time, that's what's going to shine through. Um, their skills and things that they might say and, and do up front, the things they say they can do or are interested in, those things may fade, but what will stand the test of time is, is their their character and their competence. So I've been really thinking about that as we've trying to hire people. You know, how do we uh, how do we how do we gauge how do we discover someone's competence? And I and I feel like you can't really you can't really discover that by asking questions. You have to observe them actually doing the task that you desire them to be competent in. That's good. That's good. And that, that brings up another great point of as far as competency in areas that you don't do frequently. So um, I haven't played basketball in, good Lord, 20 years, 25 years. And so, and I did not play in high school. Um, and so for me to go out and play basketball today would be, it would be, it would be ridiculous. It'd be really hard. That'd be fun to watch. I would suck. I mean, I would just terribly suck. And yet, um, to expect to be good at it would be ridiculous. I remember taking my son golfing, um, and uh, he, you know, he he golfs like me, which we both suck. You know, we golf two times a year, and this is this is a long time. This is probably ten years ago, and um, so he's grown out of this immaturity. But he shanked one and just went ballistic. And, <laughs> threw his club and cussed and was storming around. And I walked up to him and I said, and I may have shared the story with you before I said, Hey, um, just to let you know, you suck at golf. I mean, you are, <laughs> you are, you are terrible at golf. You should be surprised if it goes straight down the fairway. Like, I don't know why you expect to be good at something that you do so infrequently. And when you're bad at it, that you get pissed. Yeah. And so anyway, we've had fun with that story over the years, but you know, it's interesting as you're talking about recruiting and hiring and onboarding and training and development and retaining, not that you used all those words in a row like I did, but that's, <laughs> that, that's what I chose to hear is that if you do that once every blue moon, whatever time frame that is, I hate to tell you, remind you, I'm remind myself, you're going to suck at it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's no wonder, you know, you talk about the labor shortage. Um, something that you don't do much of, like recruiting, onboarding, training and developing and retaining, something you do very infrequently. Um, and that I don't know if any, I don't know, I don't know if within the trades we expect to be good at it, Rick, but it's, it's not something that we do with regularity and 
it is a it is a competency that is causing the cause and effect of this in my opinion in my growing belief is massive so mm-hmm. we can we can unpack that for a future call but you know there's certain competencies and i i'll say this about yesterday is that and i, and I mentioned this to you on a follow-up call is that i think there were some subtle um revelations from the panel discussion yesterday that provide some profound impact on why some of those guys are getting the results they're getting for recruiting and training. So we'll cover yeah. that in a, we'll cover that in a future call, but I found it, I found it very, very insightful. I think there was, I think there were some hacks that were revealed yesterday. Some, some, some things that they're doing that many of us are not doing. So anyway, I'll follow up with you on later on that some unconscious competencies? I think they're very conscious about it. I think they, yeah, yeah. I think it, I think it, I think they're very, I think they're conscious about it, but that's just my opinion. We'll, we'll unpack that in a future call. Sounds good. I got to hop. I'll see you in a few minutes. Hop away. Bye buddy. Bye.